You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 70 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and today I am talking about all the different ways that I store my garlic harvest. So I grow a ton of garlic. I grow a year's worth of garlic at a time. And you know what? Not all of it stores as long as some of it. Hard neck garlic has a tendency to not store as long as soft neck garlic. And if things in my basement where I store my garlic tend to not be so perfect, in the off season, sometimes, you know, that garlic starts to sprout and I need to look at a different way of storing it rather than just braiding it and hanging it up. So it's good to have a variety of different methods of storing garlic, not just to make the most of it, but also to make it the most convenient to use in the kitchen while I'm cooking. So I'm going to be talking about all the different methods that I use to store garlic, but first a word from today's sponsor. When it comes to storing garlic, honestly, you have a lot of options. And the key to making the most out of your your garlic harvest is to anticipate all the different ways you're going to use it and kind of how long you can store it. So if you haven't listened to it yet, I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast episode about storing root vegetables because there's a lot of really useful information in there about storing garlic at room temperature. But you can't always store garlic at room temperature forever. It starts to sprout or it starts to go mushy. I learned that in 2019 because I had probably my biggest garlic harvest ever. It was absolutely bonkers. I I knew the fall before that I hadn't planted nearly enough the previous year, so I went a little overboard, and I harvested more than 100 bulbs. Since then, I've learned, like, I don't quite, you know, need 100 bulbs. I need more like 85 to 90, but that's still a lot of garlic. And I use garlic in a lot of different ways for different things in my kitchen because I love to cook. So it was a really good idea to come up with several different ways that I could store my garlic, not just for viability purposes of keeping that garlic like fresh and making sure it didn't rot before I used it, but also just making things a little more convenient and easier on myself in the kitchen. And that's why I honestly use every single one of these ideas that I'm about to tell you about. So the first way that I store my garlic, and I've talked about this a little bit before, is I braid it and I hang it up. And this only works for homegrown or freshly harvested soft neck garlic that still has the stems attached. But by braiding and hanging up your garlic, you keep it dry and away from the risk of rot. The air is able to circulate freely around it rather than leaving it lying in a basket or in a bag in a dank cupboard. But just like any fresh produce, your garlic is only going to last so long. Curing your garlic is going to help it last longer. The papery shells have a chance to dry and seal in the moisture. 
But after about six months or so, your fresh garlic is going to start to either dry out or it's going to start to sprout and you're going to need another plan. By the way, if you're curious about how to braid garlic, you can visit the sister post for this episode at beeandbasil.com and you'll actually find a link to a video on how to braid garlic yourself. It's easier than you might think, especially if you know how to French braid because it is a lot, lot, lot like that. So once I kind of start to notice that my braided garlic is on its way out or I've run out of garlic and the other ways that I store it, I prep it in these following ways. The first way I prep it is to puree it and freeze it. So Anthony Bourdain, may he rest in peace, had horrible things to say about a lot of things, honestly, but he had horrible things to say about one of my favorite kitchen tools, which is the garlic press. I'm sure he'd hate me for suggesting this, but I'm also fairly sure that he didn't have to store garlic for a whole year at a time. He probably was just worried about that day's meals in the restaurant. Pressing your garlic with a garlic press or, a little bit easier, pureeing it with a food processor, and then freezing your garlic gives you a super, super easy way to use it on busy nights. I press several bulbs worth of garlic, or like I said, if it's a lot, I put them in the food processor, and then I spoon the pulp into silicone ice cube molds. And I have a link to the ones that I that I recommend on the sister post. They're easy to pop out once they're frozen. I know like a lot of times when we think about, you know, chopping up garlic, it gets kind of sticky. But once it's frozen, it's really easy to pop those cubes out. And then you can store them in a Ziploc bag or a plastic container in the freezer for one use at a time. I don't fill the ice cube molds up all the way. I only fill them up about half halfway. Um, halfway is usually, I would say it's probably like three garlic cloves because filling an ice cube mold up, you know, all the way, each little cube hole, that would probably be on the order of like six to eight garlic cloves. And most of our recipes don't call for that much garlic at a time. Of course, you could always completely like fill up just a few of them for, you know, your really garlic heavy recipes and just make sure that you have a few of those on hand for the rare instances you do need that much garlic. You'll want to run those silicone ice cube molds through the dishwasher once you're done. Um, otherwise, if you use it for ice after that, it's going to smell like garlic. And, and even then, sometimes after running it through the dishwasher, it might still smell like garlic. Um, which, you know, I don't know, maybe that would be good in like a savory cocktail, but probably not. I have a set of silicone ice cube molds that I only use for savory things. Like, yeah, like this garlic, like freezing garlic or making tomato paste cubes or freezing herbs in oil. And it's really handy because then I don't, I don't have to worry about ice with like funky flavors. The next way that I store garlic is to chop and dry it. So this can make for a bit more work because it does require chopping by hand. But again, a bit of work up front can save you some work on a busy night, you know, after work when you don't feel like cooking. You finally chop the garlic up by hand with a knife. Don't use a food processor or a garlic press because it ends up too liquefied and then it just, it doesn't, it doesn't dry the way you want it to. Once you have it chopped up really finely, minced, in other words, sprinkle the chopped garlic onto some parchment paper 
and try to spread it out as best you can in like a single layer because, you know, garlic, chopped garlic gets gets sticky, so it's kind of difficult. Lay the pieces of parchment paper on trays in a dehydrator and allow the dehydrator to run for like overnight, basically, or at least eight hours. Take the garlic out and feel to see if it's completely dehydrated. It should feel brittle, like tiny little chips. And if not, allow the garlic to dry a few hours longer and then store it in an airtight bottle just like you would any other dried herb. And just in case you didn't know, it's really helpful. One clove chopped garlic equals one teaspoon. One clove minced garlic equals a half a teaspoon. And one clove powdered equals an eighth of a teaspoon. So I have that garlic conversion rate on my uh, sister post for this episode. And it is really handy, yeah, especially if you are trying to figure out, you know, like, how much do I want to chop and dry? How much do I want to puree and freeze? It's a really good, because then you can kind of estimate, like, how much do you think of you'll use it in that form throughout the year? And then you kind of know how much of these different methods you would want to use. The next method that I use to preserve my garlic or store my garlic is infused oil. And this is a fun one. It takes what I would say the least amount of work. Um, So I get a bottle of olive oil, preferably good olive oil. I really like California Olive Ranch olive oil. It's consistently highly rated for flavor. And unlike many cheaper olive oils, it doesn't have any non-olive oils mixed in, which happens much more often than you would like to think. If you're looking for another less expensive option, Kirkland olive oil from Costco is also great. I grow through a ton of olive oil, especially now that I'm trying to cook with less butter for cholesterol reasons. And their olive oil is absolutely fantastic. You can buy it in build jugs and it is very, very affordable if you think about it at a price per ounce perspective. Anyway, I have smaller, you know, glass pouring bottles, condiment bottles that I I fill most of the way with olive oil, peel several garlic cloves. I like to use about 10 to 12 per bottle because I I like my infused oil. You know, if I'm if I'm putting garlic in a recipe, I'm I'm doing it on purpose. So I like to be able to, to taste it. So I use 10 to 12 cloves per bottle that I'm infusing. Gently crush them with the flat side of a knife blade to get them to release their flavor and also to make it easier to push them down into the bottle. You might have to, like, I don't know, use some of the oil or pour a little bit of the oil out. To avoid having to do this, I would say, like, only fill the oil bottle up about three quarters of the way. And then once you put all the garlic in, you're going to, like, fill it the rest of the way. Allow the oil to infuse for at least a couple weeks before using. The longer it infuses, the stronger the garlic flavor is going to be, but eventually it's going to get as strong as it's going to get. And I have found that that tends to be like at least a couple weeks, maybe more like a month. This oil is amazing just by itself for dipping bread into. Oh my gosh, I could eat a whole loaf of freshly baked bread at home and and dipped into this like garlic-infused oil. It's also really good for recipes that call for one garlic clove or two garlic cloves where you really just want a hint of garlic flavor, but you don't want to bother with like peeling a garlic clove finding the garlic press, rinsing it out after you're done, that type of thing. Yes, there are nights where I am that tired and I just don't want to fuss with it. Um, Again, like with spices, 
I really like to use swing top bottles that create an airtight seal or condiment bottles that pour bottles that make it really easy to pour from. And I use wine glass markers to write on them, um, which I have linked to in the sister post. The writing washes off super easy. Trust me, I would not be writing on my wine glasses with these markers if it did not wash off super easy. It does, I promise you. So I will write on these infused pour bottles or swing top bottles what it is because sometimes I'll have different ones going at a time. Sometimes I'll have like a garlic infused oil. I'll have a cayenne pepper infused oil. And boy howdy, do you need to be able to know which one or which just at a quick glance. You don't want to grab the wrong one by accident when you're cooking dinner. So I definitely recommend labeling them if you're going to do infused oils. Powdered garlic. This is the next method. Powdered garlic is really easy because it's really just taking it one step further than chopped dried garlic. So it's that very same process. You chop it up And honestly, you don't have to chop it up as fine. You don't have to mince it. You can just kind of like chop it into slices. Once you've dried it completely and they're kind of like little garlic chips, just place it in a food processor and then just whir it up until it's powder. So again, I store the garlic powder in an airtight jar. I really like these little spice jars that I have linked in the sister post for this episode with airtight sealing lids. I use them for all of my dried herbs that I harvest from the stuff that I grow at home. And again, I write on them with a wine glass marker so that I know what's in them. Because, you know, even though you grew it yourself, sometimes you're in a hurry and it's really easy to grab the wrong thing from the spice rack when, like, they're all green dried herbs or your dried powdered garlic looks the same as your onion powder, you know. So it's just, it's really helpful. You don't have to take time to stop and taste it or smell it. It's really helpful to just like write on it, honestly. Finally, the last way that I store my garlic is frozen whole cloves. So occasionally you might find a use for garlic cloves that have been frozen whole, like for roasted meat recipes where the cloves are like tossed into a Dutch oven or a crock pot with braising liquid to give the aroma of garlic without a strong flavor. I find that there's like a lot of French recipes, you know, that that call for this. I've always felt like this was kind of a waste of garlic. So storing garlic cloves this way is a great option, especially if your garlic is close to its expiration date. Let's say it's started sprouting, you know, green little sprouts, which it's totally okay. It's totally safe to eat it. If it started sprouting like that, you just chop off the little sprouted part and then just use the rest of the clove just like you always would. I've done it hundreds of times probably at this point and obviously I'm I'm still alive. It's not like if a potato like starts to go green or something and then it's toxic. Garlic is nothing like that. So if my garlic has gotten a little soft or it's started sprouting, storing whole cloves frozen, you know, a small bag of them in the freezer is is a really great option. So that is it. That is, gosh, I think that's like six different ways to store garlic. And again, each one of them has their own, you know, just super simple, super easy and efficient way of using them in the kitchen. Um, I use so much garlic in so many of my recipes and I just, I have to say it's, it's worth it to me to kind of like put in all this work up front and make sure that I have this many options just, just to make things easier on myself. So 
I hope that you found this podcast episode helpful and useful and it gave you some ideas if you had your own kind of first big garlic harvest this year and you're not sure what to do with all of it and you're kind of panicking about the day that it starts to starts to turn and might not seem to be keeping very well anymore. And I hope it just makes your life easier in the kitchen because we could all use that, especially on certain days. In the next episode, I'm excited about the next episode because I am going to be talking through my holiday garden gift guide. So whether you are shopping for a fellow gardening enthusiast or you have spouses or partners or family members who are like, what do you want for the holidays? And you're just like, I, I don't know. Like, you already have everything and you can't really think of anything. I have a list of garden gift ideas that you can buy for someone else or you can tell somebody to buy for you that would be really, really handy to have in your possession in the next garden season. So... Look forward to that, but until then, happy end of October, happy almost Halloween. I'm really sad, you know, that I won't I won't be able to see all the kids trick-or-treating this year. We have some really, really cute kids in our neighborhood that come up with the most inventive costumes, and I'll, and I'll miss seeing that this year. But I hope you guys are able to find ways to have some spooky fun anyway, and that you're able to enjoy your Halloween, despite the pandemic. Thank you so very much for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.